Merry Christmas from all of us at Harvest Bible Church to you. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. You can watch the full service or learn more about Harvest Bible Church at harvestbibleonline.org. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're so blessed that you all are here for the last uh, service of 2021. Glory to God. Uh, my wonderful wife, her back went out. So we are believing God for her. I, and she had back spasms and everything. It's, it was a crazy couple of th- days here, but she's doing a little better, but she's not here to be able to do worship. We're believing God she's going to be here Sunday. And uh, I, I don't know, you know what's going on there, but uh, she said it's no fun. So I said, no, it is no fun. But we're just trusting the Lord. We've taken her to the chiropractor and they put her hips all back in and all that good stuff. But... So we're believing it. It's just going to get better and better and better and stronger and stronger. Amen? Amen. So you can believe God with us here. So, but also, you know, when, you know, Pastor Pamela does the kids, she does all the curriculum, gets everybody situated on that. So when she gets down, it messes everything up. I told her, we're a team, but you're, you're a bigger part than I am, so you can't do that. So anyway, so we got the wonderful kids in here with us tonight, and that's okay. And I'm just going to share, we'll just share for a few moments here and allow God to be God. Hopefully all of you had a great Christmas and, you know, we've already had a Sunday service for that. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to um, 2022 with excitement. I really am. I know that things in the world could get worse and worse, which they are, but the things in the church are going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And so I made a statement on Sunday that, you know, every year I always usually teach on the subject of writing the vision down, and I'm not going to do that next Sunday because I've got another sermon that I want to do with just the vision of HBC and what God wants to take us, where we're going, how he wants to see us affect 2022, his plan, his purpose, and what I believe is his word for us for 2022. So, but tonight, as I was kind of preparing and doing, I felt like the Lord said, hey, why don't you, I want you to share along these lines of writing the vision because For those of you that don't know about Write the Vision, go to Habakkuk, if you would, with me. We'll pray. Habakkuk is in the Old Testament. It's right uh, after Nahum and right before Zechariah, or Zephaniah, excuse me, Zephaniah there. So uh, it's a small book, but it's a pretty cool, it's one of the minor prophets. And uh, we'll pray. And and I want to share little testimonies about things. I want to share some things of what has transpired in my life, and, I, and I'm not going to brag on it, but I'm going to brag on this word. I'm going to brag on the truths of the word of God, uh, because I, when I caught a hold of this in 1999 was when I first heard about this, and I'd been, you know, I've been preaching since 1979, okay? So, uh, uh, glory be to Jesus. That seems like a long time ago. Uh, but anyways, uh, so... Um, I just know that, uh, you know, when I saw this and said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And he just really told me he really was emphatic about doing it. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we we thank you and praise you because you're such a great God. And Lord, we honor you and love you. And I just thank you for Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for these wonderful folks that are here tonight. Lord, I'm just so blessed that they're chosen to come. And those that are watching you know, it's raining outside, it's, you know, been, have, we've had a wintry storms and all the things that have been going on, and, but Lord, thank you for the rain, thank you for the snow, Lord, we, we thank God for that, you're replenishing all of our waterways and all of our water supplies, and so we thank you for that, but Father, I ask tonight that 
you just anoint these lips of clay. Father, let me speak in such a way that you'll be the most seen and the most glorified. Lord, I believe in this message. I believe it's a supernatural message. I believe it's a message that'll touch our lives, that'll help us see what you want to do even in a greater way in our lives. Lord, I honor you for it, and I thank you for it now. And you're just such a great, great God. So, Father, I trust the Holy Spirit tonight to just flow through me, to minister words of life to each and every person. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. And amen. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 1 says, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he, what God will say unto me. And I shall answer when I am reproved or when, you know, I, I am told. This is, and the Lord answered me and he said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. And when he began to share with my heart about writing the vision, you know, vision can mean several different things. We talk about, you know, visions and when people in the Bible have had visions, they had night visions or dreams or they had visions where angels appeared to them, showed them things, uh, uh, in, uh, talked about the future and all the different stuff that's going to happen and take hold. But what I want to do is want to bring it back. What the Lord told me is, is listen, bring them down because what they see and what you actually begin to see and believe and where you want to go in life, you need to write it down. And let me just share with you, you know, I, I'm a... I'm a sports guy. I like sports. Uh, I like to play sports. I like, I like to watch them. Anyways, but I heard a testimony by a guy named Lou Holtz. And uh, he was uh, the coach of uh, Notre Dame. They won a national championship. Uh, he was a sports broadcaster. But he, they were interviewing him. And he said, he said, my life changed when I was 26 years old. And I'd just gotten you know, let go of being a coach. And I didn't have any. And I was sitting at the kitchen table. And I didn't know what to do. He goes, I was so frustrated and I didn't know about my life. And my wife grabbed, tossed a notebook in front of my uh, face and a pencil and said, listen, you better figure out your life because we got to live. He said, so I wrote down and he, and he began to say, this is what I said, so what I want to do with my life. I want to coach. And then he began to say, I want to get more specific because I want to coach at Notre Dame. I want to win a national championship. I want to do this. He said, I began to write down my life. He said, did you know that that piece of paper that day became my blueprint for my life? And that's exactly what he did. And, uh, and he, he said, just changed because all of a sudden I did have goals. So when I say write the vision, I want you to write down spiritually and naturally, but literally write them down. I went back and looked over my 2021 goals and I had five major goals that I've been believing God for come to pass this year in 2021. And I, if you'd asked me before, uh, I went back and looked at my goals because I hadn't looked at them in a, in a little bit. I would have said, ah, 2020, well, 2021 was a phenomenal year for Harvest Bible Church because of what, but when I went back to look at it and I had three personal goals that were incredible and then two church goals that we did. One goal that I've been writing down since 1999 is that, Lord, I want our own building, I want our own church building. I want our own property. And I want our, and it came to pass in 2021, okay? And so praise God for that. That was the biggest one, you know? Uh, and so, you know, every year I write things down, but I look at it and I set myself what I need to do. And I'm going to help you because it's so important uh, to do that. You know, 
I wrote down and said, you know what? God just challenged me, challenged me, challenged me on something one time because I was meditating on John chapter 14 and verse 13 and 14. It says, if you'll ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And if you ask anything in my name, the Father will do it for you. Jesus said that. And I was just meditating. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And I kept thinking, anything, anything. And I looked up the word anything, and, it, and it, it basically it's an, all, it's an all-inclusive, just anything. And I thought, anything? 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 And, you know, and I just I said, all right, Lord. All right, Lord, I'm going to believe you for something. I'm just going to believe that I'm going to believe you for, for, for a new car paid for. Somebody's just going to bless me with a new car paid for. So I'm just going to believe you for that. You know, I just said, I said, I'm just going to do it. And I don't know why that came up, but I thought, you know what? That's pretty big. I don't know, you know, you know, that somebody's going to do it, but I'm just going to believe you for it. So I wrote that down and I wrote that down every year. I just kept carrying over into the next year of certain things. And I just said, Lord, you know, this is, you know, uh, uh, but in, 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 in 2014, somebody walked up to me and bought me a whole brand new car and gave it to me. Paid cash for it, $32,000. Said, here you go, it's yours. What do you want to do? I said, you know, and I, I said, well, Lord, it took, you know, 15 years to get it, but that's okay. It didn't bother me because I really, got to be honest with you, I just wrote it down because I was challenged. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go and say, oh, man, oh, I didn't thank God for my car. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really, because there's things I get involved in when I'm believing God, especially spiritually. I get involved in, me and God talk about it all the time. But there's certain things that's like, eh. You know, but, but you know, I, I was kind of like, okay, Lord, you know, you said this. You know, the Bible tells us that if we'll delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. And sometimes we live too far below ourselves. We don't think that some of the desires that God has placed in front of us, we think, wow, I shouldn't deserve that. I know, I didn't deserve it, you know? And, and you know, the funny thing about it, God used the most unlikely person to do that. I would have never in a million years guessed the person that it is. They said, hey, I want to, I said, my first thought was, how can you do this? I mean, I asked them, I said, how can you, and, and you, know, they're, you know, not even prying to their personal affairs, but they said, no, I just, I want to do this. I really feel pressed to do this. You know, I was trying to talk them out of it, <laughs> but I couldn't, you know, and so I said, okay, that, uh, you know, my grandson has that car today. He's driving it. Zachary does. And so, and uh, you know, it's funny because that car was if you, you can, now me, you know, it may have been 2013 now. No, anyways, 2013 or 2014 Ford Fusions is what the car that I got and uh, is the most recalled car in America history ever. If, in fact, I get, I get letters from lawyers right now that says that, hey, if you have that car, you, we'll buy it all back to you because it's, it's got all these terrible, do you know that I did not have one single problem with that car? Not one, not one time, not anything. And, and, and it was perfect. And that's why I sold, it, gave my, sold my grandson for a really, really good deal. And I said, because it's in perfect, you know, I always take care, but it's in perfect condition and it's, and it's going to run. It's just not one. And, and they would all say, hey, do you want to? I said, no, I don't need to. I, I, they said, well, how many times have you taken it back? I said, none. <laughs> I said, it's never been, it's never, it's never had anything wrong with it. It was a blessed car. It is still a blessed car. But the reason I share that with you is, because, you know, it was, it was so funny because I thought, wow, what a, what a crazy thing to, to, to see this. But yet God did it. You know, and I just thank God for it. Because he just did it. Why? Because he loves us. 
Amen? There's an exchange of things. So when I share that with you, when you delight yourself, you're doing what God says. God's going to bring things out. He's going to show you things by the desires that you have in your heart. Because your vision is your future. And if you don't look at things, if you don't know what road you're going to take, any old road will take you there. Amen? Any old road will take you there. And you don't want that to go. You want to make sure, hey, I'm planning my life. This is what I'm doing. This is what I believe. This is what I'm desiring. See, many times we think in line of that if God's going to say something to it, he's going to make us go somewhere or do something. No, God wants us, number one, he wants us to be Christians. You know, he's, he wants us to grow up. You know, there's three things that God totally wants you to do. Number one, he wants you to get saved. Number two, he wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number three, he wants you to grow up. Period. You know, if you'll start growing up, you'll start acting in line with the word of God. God called us for growth. He's called us for maturity. He's called us for Christ-likeness. He's called us to be fruitful. He's called us to be faithful. He's called us to be, have productivity. He's called us to do things. He doesn't want us just to just go, th- go through the motions, but actually see things. And how many of you know, if you don't look at things or, or, or watch progressive of things, or I shouldn't say monitor or see, you won't know how far you've come. Yeah, I tell people all the time, especially in the area of giving, you need to give, you need to take in look because you need to see what you're doing, how God is blessing you. And you're sowing and giving. Even if you can't give enough to, to have a tax write-off, or that's not the point. The point is you give because so you can measure God's faithfulness in your life. And you can see how faithful you're being to God. That's what changes everything. Amen? Amen. See, one of the things is that we realize if we don't have any goals or if we don't have any direction then we don't know where we're going, what we're doing. We don't know what God's doing in your life. Just like I said, I went back and looked over and five major issues that I wouldn't have known about. One of the greatest ones was we have a building. Praise God, we have property. It's ours. And God did such supernatural things with that. That's, that is so amazing what he did. I'm like, wow, God, you are awesome. Awesome. And you guys all know, you know, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says that where there is no vision, the people perish. Well, that word vision means redemptive realities, where there is no redemptive reality, where there is no things about God and knowing and seeing how God can move in your life, how God can, can manifest. And all it is is desires. It's just desires. That's what vision is. And, and people get real goofy about thinking, well, I can't believe God for that, or I can't ask God for that. Why did James say you have not because you ask not? I know it goes on to say, and you don't have it because you ask amiss that you might consume it upon your own lust. Well, listen, the word of God is here to keep us bound. God's not going to, you know, the word of God will settle whether it's sin or not or what you're asking for. And the problem is, is that most Christians don't believe that God really wants them to enjoy life or have anything to be a blessing with. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, it's funny. I've owned all kinds of different toys in my life to have, like boats and like different uh, recreational vehicles or different, you know, places to go and all kinds of things. And, you know, that's fun to be that person. But it's a whole lot more fun for for somebody else to pay all the junk and me just to get to go and enjoy it. (laughs) I got a lot of friends now. They're messing with all that, but I can go use other things all the time. This is awesome. I just go have fun and I don't have to pay the taxes. I don't have to fix it up. You know, every when I had a boat, it, you know, my kids every weekend would take the boat out. It cost me $200 every weekend for them to have fun. 
for the gas, for everything going. And he's just like, and they had, they thought it was awesome. I said, of course you think it's awesome. You're not costing you nothing. You know, I had to get it, you know. You know, it's kind of, somebody said the, big, the most wonderful days when I bought the boat and the biggest, most wonderful days when I sold the boat. <laughs> But no, I enjoyed doing all that. But I mean, it was, but I thought, golly, hallelujah, it's good to have things and stuff, but you don't want things to have you, but it's just to enjoy life. God wants to do things because he can and he will. You know, I had a friend of mine that we were talking about some things about that, John 14, 13. And the reason I share this with you is because when you look at the word of God, sometimes God just challenged it. And we were actually discussing it because he had shared with me too some things. And I said, I said, you know, I've been looking and I'm, you know, just sharing some things about what I'm just believing what God kind of challenged me on that. He said, let me tell you a story. And he goes, I go, okay. He goes, I was doing the same thing you were doing. And I thought I'd be just, I said, okay, Lord, you said anything, well, let's, and I feel like you're trying, I want to fly an airplane. I said, well, that's pretty stupid. That's got to, why would you want to fly an airplane if you don't know how to fly? You're going to get killed. That's not a good thing. He said, well, I should have clarified I want to fly it with like, somebody else in it. And I said, okay. You know, it's a co-pilot kind of thing. So, but anyways, he said, did you know in three weeks I was actually flying an airplane with somebody? And, and I didn't even remember it until I was up in the air and all of a sudden I remember what I had just said, I want to do this, I want to be able to do this. And he said, then it hit me and then I was like, oh my gosh, God honors his word. You know, God honors his word. And it wasn't, he just, and it wasn't like trying to mock God, it wasn't trying to, but it's, see, God just plays, he said, if that's true, then, then, then what would you desire in that? See, and you have to have goals, you have to desire to say, hey, I want to see some things take place. I want to see what God has. Because there's a lot of storms and obstacles that will come against us. And if you don't know and believe and, and you're not saying, no, no, I have goals to do. I have long-term, but I have short-term. This is what I do. And, and I have purposes in my life. Now, like I said, I have spiritual goals. My spiritual goals, number one, is I want to know God better than anybody else. I want to know God better this year than I known him last year. I want to love God. I want to serve him. I want to have wisdom because Proverbs is a scripture in the Bible that says, above all, get wisdom and with your wisdom, get understanding. So that's always at the top of the list. I want to have wisdom and I want to have understanding. I want to walk in wisdom. Hallelujah. I want to have God's wisdom. Lord, I want to, you know, I always put up there too. I want to have a better relationship with my wife. I want to, you know, be a better husband. I want to be a, you know, better pastor. I want to be the best that I can be. There are things that I want want to establish. I want to read more. I want to do more. So there's a lot of things that I always do. I always challenge myself. I always put up there too, I want to give more. I want to make sure I'm giving more this year than I did last year. I always do that. I always set myself and keep going because when you do that, then you know that God's going to prosper you. God's going to bless you. God's going to open up the doors. Amen? And so goals and, and vision always is connected to hope. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, it's one thing I've been believing God since 1999 is that Harvest Bible Church is 500 adults strong. Someone says, well, we don't, you can't fit 500. We can if we do two services. But we're 500 adults strong. Hallelujah. So that we can affect not only in our city, but we can affect nations. Amen. Because there's things that we need to do outside of our own four walls that we need to be doing and doing more things. You know, we give, we sow, and we do. We are, we are just really, you know, I pray every year about adding a new missionary in. You know, we've got 27 now, you know, because every year we've added some. So we got 27 now, and now, you know, we're going to add, we add somebody else and say, hey, let's do this. And the reason being is because I believe that if we keep sowing and we keep giving, God's going to keep causing increase in our lives. But it's a vision. You got to see you want to do it. I got to see the harvest. Amen? 
I mean, that's God's desire. You know, I believe that everywhere Jesus went, the first sermon he ever preached was Luke 4.18. Everywhere he would go, he'd say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because God's anointing me. That's what he'd preach first because he'd established his mission in life. That's what he was called to do. And God gave us that verse when we came out here 27 years ago and said, this is your verse. This is why you're coming here because you've got a ministry to the brokenhearted. You're going to preach the gospel to the poor, but you're going to have a ministry to the brokenhearted. You're going to set the captives free. You're going to set at liberty them that are bruised, them that have been beaten up by tyranny, them that have been beaten up by people in leadership or people in things that have caused problems. Amen. And that's my mission. That's my whole ministry statement. That's been my whole ministry statement for, you know, uh, this verse right here, that verse I just quoted, and then Psalms 27 that says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. So God's got to build the house. I can't build it. God's going to build the house. He's doing it. He's the one to do it. And the wonderful thing about this is that's why every year, because God established the pattern of the year. Did you know that? God gives us a do-over. Everybody has New Year's resolutions. We don't always keep them. We don't always do things. But uh, thank God, God gives us a chance to get a restart. You know, in this big word now is everything going to be reset. reset. Listen, God's going to restart the church and cause us to stand up. God's going to cause us to go. God's going to cause the church. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. God is always showing us things. He's always revealing stuff to us. We need to make sure that we write it down. So we don't let it slip. All of us have phones or tablets or things like that. You know, I write down my vision in two little tablets that I have, and I write it down on my phone, and I write it down on my iPad, because those are the four things that I look at. If I could write it in my Bible, I would, but I don't have any pages in here that it works. These, are, these already got words on it, and I don't want to write over them. So I do that so that I can say, hey, so that I can see it before my eyes and I can see what God is doing, what God has. And if it's important enough, if God's speaking to me, then I want to write it down. And sometimes you can get to where, hey, I just, I believe God wants to do this, wants to do that. Let's just believe God. Let's write it down. You know, I mean, and get specific. That's the thing about it. You won't know if God does anything unless you get specific. Amen? And you won't know if he comes come through. Uh, you know, until you just let God be God. And I've seen this work so many times. We do this, and I've done this. You know, I do this, and I, and I have everybody that I know. I always say, listen, you guys need to do this. It's part of our harvesting equipment. Amen? Because not only do I do it in the beginning of the year, but every time God speaks to me during out the year so that I can just write it down, I add to my list. I like believing God. Amen? And, and here's what, like I said, one of the problems is, is that we don't think God wants to do great things with us, and he does. God wants to use you. God wants you to use. God wants to see this, you know? I mean, I, I thank God that as I do this, I just look down and I say, okay, what are the desires of my heart? Because the Bible says if I delight myself in the Lord, he'll give me the desires of my heart. If I commit my way unto him, he will bring it to pass. Amen. And there's things that all of us want and desire to see in our lives and our kids and things. I mean, I pray for my kids all the time, but I can't write their vision out for them. You know it? I mean, I just can't. That's why I said, you know, when you say, well, that's pretty generic to say you want to know God better. No, the key is, is I want to make sure I spend more time with them. I want to have more wisdom, more understanding. You know, I want to see more. I want to make sure I have more discipline. I like to read, so I, I challenge myself to read. I don't ever meet all of my goals. 
ever. Because if I meet them all, then I, did, I, may, I put them too small. See, I always shoot for the stars, man. If I hit the moon, I'm good. Amen. And here's the cool thing about it. You don't ever exercise faith for what you can do. You exercise faith for what God can do. So you got to believe big. And listen, if you believe big, you better be ready to stand long. <laughs> hey, it took 15 years. It, it, it said, well, did, where, didn't you get tired of bringing, didn't you think, well, that's not going to happen. That was just your wishful thinking. Oh, yeah, I thought about that at all, but I still wrote it down because I still remember when God challenged me. Amen? You know? Now, see, in the process of that time, I bought somebody else five cars during that 15 years because God told me to, to help them and to do, and to do things. And that's more fun. It's fun to receive, but it was so much more fun to give. That's a blast. When God can tell, and you meet the needs of somebody, that, that's fun. And if you've never done that, it's just, you know, that's, it's just, you know, you get to play Santa Claus, that's just fun. And, you know, and not one of them that I ever buy for Christmas, but still it was fun to just let me that. And I'm not bragging on me, that's not something, because I don't tell anybody those stories, but th- those things, are, because you just want to help people. Amen? But you can when you're just, no, you know God's going to meet all of your needs and all your desires, then you're a vessel that God can use. You're a conduit so God can bless. Amen? You see the hand of God in this. It's like, hey, you know, I was to say, Lord, I want to exercise my faith more. I want my faith to increase. I know the word of God's got to increase in my life. See, because once you write these things down, once you're like, hey, these are, these are the things that what I'm going to do. And like I said, I have a spiritual side. I have a natural side. And whatever is important to me, I write it down. If you need to have better relationships, I want to have better relationships. I want God to restore things. Amen? Because, believe it or not, you are 50 times more likely to receive the things you write down than the things you don't write down. I mean, that's the natural studies. That's things. And if we'll get serious about doing things, you'll see God do great things. And we should all be wanting to do more for God than we did last year. We should want to win more people to Jesus. We would want to see the hand of God touching us. We want to be, and one thing I found, the more specific that we are, the more wonderful we can see God's hand in things. Amen. And it sounds like you're making this wish list, but it really isn't. It's desires of your heart. Be serious about it. You know, I mean, if you're prone to get tickets, just say, praise God, I don't want to get as many tickets as next year. Let's cut it back a little bit, okay? You know? (laughs) Amen. I don't know why that came up, but hey, some of you may be that way. You got to just say, hey, let's just back it off a little bit here. Let's help it out, you know. And uh, (laughs) But reason I share this is because if we'll sit down and say, here's some things I want to, this is where I want to be. This is how I want to see myself. You know, I I, I want to see these things here, where I want to be. And if you'll do that and you'll believe God and begin to exercise your faith toward, God will start opening up doors. God will lead you in the right direction. And it'll be a real blessing. Like I said, I've done this. And man, it has been such a blessing. To me, and I continue to do it. I'll always do it till Jesus comes. You know. And, I, I just, this, and this is the week that I do the biggest part of it right here. You know, I wrote down 18 things. 
in the last, in the midst of all the chaos that's been going on in my life, everything, I still, in the last just a couple of days, I wrote down and began to take time to, I, okay, Lord, I want to come back down. Because like I said, I just went back over 2021. And man, it was just so cool to see five of the big major things that I've been believing God for years come to pass. You know, years. I mean, I'm believing for this building for 27 years. I mean, or ever since, you know, 21 years since I started doing, being here. But I've been believing, not, I, I mean, the funny thing about it, in the beginning, I was believing for all of this. I just got weary and well-doing and said, forget this, let's go find another one. But apparently I did enough believing back then that God said, ah, we're going we're gonna to fix your doubt and unbelief. And I'm going to do this without you. And he did, you know, and it was so cool, you know. But uh, because let me share with you too, because this is where people get, they get really frustrated, especially in believing God, trusting God, and having a right relationship with God, is I'm going to give you the five major, or not five, maybe four major things that causes you to stop believing or causes you to you get hindered in your believing and receiving. You know, and the reason being, because when you go to write all these things that you get all excited and you're really excited for about a week or two, just like you are with your New Year's resolutions, man, you, you're dieting, you're exercising. This is great. And then, you know, or you might even make it to Valentine's Day, but then chocolate wipes you out again. So it, there's things, it just doesn't work. But see, how do you keep believing? How do I keep bringing everything into the next year and trusting God that it is really something God wanted me to do? But here's the number one thing, the number one thing that always messes everybody up, especially in believing God or just in life, and that's time. We put God in a time box. Guess what time it is in heaven right now? It's now. It's always now. There's no time in heaven. There's no, there's no day or night in heaven. It's always light because Jesus is the light. The Bible says in Jerusalem, you know, in Revelations, when, when we have a new heaven and a new earth and we come down, there will be no night or no day because it'll be lighted by the light of, of, the, of the Son of God. And so it'll just be constantly light. We won't need day. We won't need because we won't have to have time anymore. But time now for us wipes us out. Time is this, uh, you know, it, it's a great factor in our lives. But did you know that time is really neutral? It's neither for you or against you. Thank you for your overwhelming response. <laughs> Amen. But time can work for you or it can work against you. Okay. It's not for you or against you, but it can work for you or it can work against you because we believe, you know, we, we deal with time. We deal with, you know, it's like we're going into a new year. It's like, oh man, gosh, it's a new year. Thank God 2021's over or thank God. All, and and here's, here's the key is that time, it always has this, it, it, it's, it's this thing that gnaws at your faith. Well, how come it hasn't happened? Well, how come you're not farther along? Well, how come this is going on? I mean, I mean, didn't you ask for that last year? Didn't you ask for that the year before? You've been asking for that for 14 years. Yep, I have. You know, every time the devil reminds me of those things, I just remind him and say, yep, you're right. Thank you. I'm going to write that down. See, the devil used to bother me when I'd come to pray and I'd kneel down to pray or I needed to do He'd always remind me of all the things I needed to do that day and all the things I needed to do that week. So you know what I did? I brought my notebook. I brought my day timer. So every time he reminded me, I'd write and say, thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you. for." And man, he got tired of that. He got tired of planning out my weeks. <laughs> he got tired because I just used it against him. 
I mean, if I get waking up in the middle of the night and, and, I, and I know I'm like, like, I can't sleep, I say, I'll pray. I'll just start getting my Bible. I'll read. I'll pray. I'll get up. And, and I use that time. I mean, I get sleepy fast because the devil, he can't handle it. He can't handle it. He's like, oh, my gosh, trying to disrupt you. I'm trying to get you. And you just you use every opportunity to uh, uh, just do something for God or do something that's going to be productive. I said, of course, if you're going to remind me of that, I'm going to write it down. Now, see, I didn't always do that. I used to always get frustrated, or I would always, but man, I just, I realized, you know what, nothing's going to stop my time with God, and I'll just write, God, excuse me for a second, devil's talking, right? I'm going to write it here. Now, let's get back, so I don't forget it. Let's pray. <laughs> because time, you know, you've got to realize is that, wait a minute, there's no time with God. God's on it. So, when the Bible says in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. And if you believe you receive them, you don't care about time. Because you believe you already got it, and it's up to God to bring it to pass in your life. See, faith always lasts it out there and says, by faith I receive, I've got it, it's mine, it's on its way, because that's what God says. That's what the word, and the word has to come to pass. So I'm not worried about time anymore. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold fast to my confession of faith. I'm going to do it without wavering because God is faithful. He's faithful that promise. And I'm going to believe, and I believe he's put these things in. So Lord, I'm just going to believe that. You know, and here's some things too. I've looked back on other years and I, I look back at some things that I wrote down in the beginning and I thought, Lord, why did I write that down? That's not a desire. It must have been at that time. It must have been a whim. I think that I, I can honestly say, eh, that ain't coming into this year. Because it ain't, it's, you know, it was nothing, you know, what, nothing pertinent. Or was, it just was like, eh. So I said, well, didn't that bother you? No, it didn't bother me at all. I, you know, he, 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 we all miss it. We've all done things. I'm just like, ah, I forget that. I'll, I'll put to find something else I believe that I'm going to do here. That was just, you know, I don't know. That was, that was just me. <laughs> Amen? That's how I know. Because it's not a desire. It's not a desire. It's not something. When I say a desire, it's something for them in my heart. You know, it's here's what God's speaking of. Because here's also the second thing is Satan himself. The Bible says that immediately that when you hear the word, when you hear something good, Satan immediately comes and tells you it's not good. You can't, it's not for you. The Bible says he immediately comes to steal the word. When God says, hey, I want to I challenge you. I want you to believe me for something big. You know, believe for something here. I want you to really stretch your faith. I want you to believe. I say, okay. And you think, and then when you say it, you go, well, that's crazy. That's, I don't, you know, Lord, I, you know. It's kind of like I heard a story. I heard a story about this one time. And uh, there was a kingdom and a king. And he said, you guys can come and ask me whatever you'd like to ask me. And I'm going to grant it to you. And so people were coming up. They were asking for a little thing. And this one person came up and asked for like half the kingdom. And everybody gasped like, how dare you? Who do you think you are? And they asked. But the king thought it for a moment. And then he said, granted. And then everybody went, well, why didn't I ask that? And then they said, and they all ran. King, why did you give him that great request? And the king said, because I'm the only one that could grant it. And so when you ask God big, God's the only one that can do it. When it's bigger than anything you can think or ask. Remember, Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could even ask or think. Now, I don't know about you. Man, I can ask or think big. 
you know, I was just, just there with my brothers and my sisters, or sister, and, and, and all of my nieces and nephews, everybody. And so we were, we were just reminiscing, we're talking on my mom's funeral and stuff. And afterwards, uh, you know, uh, my older brother and older sister uh, were communicating and talking. They said, yeah, you used to just go off and play by yourself. You had, you had all the, you know, you had your imaginary friend. I said, I didn't have imaginary friends. I had imaginary cities. I mean, when some people have one. I have, I was talking for multitude. I have a multitude of personalities. What are you talking about? I, you know, if you'd have followed me around, you would have heard me having conversations with this and another person. I mean, I had huge things, you know, when I was growing. I just, I just, you know, I was a country boy. So we had to, we had to do things we, on our own. And so, uh, with with doing that, I just had a vivid imagination. And I thought my imagination was wrong until I got a hold of the word of God. And I found out God's the one that gave me this incredibly vivid imagination. So I use my imagination for God all the time. I'm believing for great things. Believing for the power and the presence of God. Believing for an abundance of finances to do everything God needs to do. I want to bring back the king. Amen. Because I can exercise my faith. But Satan is always trying to come and he bring accusations, condemnations, guilt. He's always trying to attack our identity in Christ. He's always trying to say, you're not worthy now. Who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you are that God would actually bless you? That you, would, you, you can't handle this. You, God, you can't even handle what you're doing now. Look, he always wants to bring accusations. And that's why in Romans 8, 1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So you got to get set free from yourself. I always tell the Lord, Lord, you can trust me. You can trust me with what I have right now and you can trust me with how much you, whatever you want to do. You can trust me because I want to be a blessing. I want to serve you. I want to honor you. You can trust me. That means you gotta, you got to start where you're at now in doing things so that God can trust you. But the devil's always trying to do that. He's always trying to say, oh, well, look, you shouldn't have this. You shouldn't do this. You should. What makes you think you're going to have an effect here? Amen? And you got to say, nope, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to exercise my faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me give you the last two here. The next one is, guess what? Wonderful friends. If you share your vision, if you share your desire, you share things, friends are always going to tell you what you shouldn't have, what you can't have just because they know you. They're going to always help you count the cost. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for friends. We all need friends. Every one of us needs a friend that will tell us the truth. You know? I mean, they do. You got to have friends that say, hey, you got some green stuff in your teeth there you know, when you smile. You know? Got to have friends, you know? It'll actually look at and say, dude, you know, act right. What's wrong with you? Come on. You need that. We need to have friends. You need at least four crazy friends that'll help you get healed, help you get what? You need people that'll tell you the truth. Amen? You do. I mean, it's, it's something that we need. We need to have this. Hallelujah. But, you know, usually with family, they'll always tell you, uh, come on. I know, you know, you're not, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they'll always point out your faults and your weaknesses. You know, like I said, we were just with them, and, and, and they were bringing up stories, and they were bringing up all the bad stories, <laughs> and they were bringing up all things, and I thought, oh my gosh, I forgot about all these ugly things, you know, because they were saying, we can tell you, it's lots of, you know, I'm the preacher of the family, okay, I'm the pastor, so I'm going to do in the service, I'm going to do things, so my, you know, they're all my older brother, all sister, they're like, hey, we can tell you all kind of bad things about him, I say, yeah, but I was five, or I was six, or ten, you know, or maybe twelve, thirteen, whatever, you know, I mean, hey, thank God I, I grew up. <laughs> you know, 
But yeah, you know, and we were we were having a good time laughing about just different stories of what was going on. But family will always try to keep you in what they think you should be instead of what God thinks you should be. Amen. And it's not, it's, you just got to be able to, to bounce out of that. You got to be able to come out. Hallelujah. You know, and uh, I tell you, I don't, you know, that's the thing about it. When the devil comes and starts coming against you and he starts attacking your mind, he starts telling you about your past. You just stand up and say, hey, the, yeah, I may have done a lot of stupid things, but guess what? Thank God they're all covered under the blood of Jesus. You know, I'm, you know, I've had situations, issues in my life. Yeah, I've had egos and all that stuff, but glory to God, God's forgiven me. And I thank God that under the blood of Jesus, and, uh, but now there's a new day, there's a new thing, and I'm making tremendous changes in my life. Amen. See, because friends and family, family is the next, the second thing, but it's friends and family. And so, because family, hallelujah, we're family, but we need to be able to speak the truth in love and help one another. But you just got to declare. You got to say, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, hallelujah. You know, sometimes, this, I wrote this down just as a little phrase that I do at times because the enemy likes to come and say, it's taken a long time. He may not mess with you like that, but he likes to come and say, you know, you've been believing a long time. It's taken a long time. And this is what I say. Yeah, yeah, it is. Time, it's been a long time since the Holy Spirit spoke to me about that, but I still believe that what he said was true. And yes, Satan, I do have an ego that likes to exalt itself sometimes above others, and I have to make sure that I have to sit down and what am I doing this for? What am I believing it for? It's for God's glory. And then I also say, yeah, friends, I'm making some major changes in my life, and I don't even recognize myself at times. It scares me. I know it's scaring you, and I know a lot of times friends leave you, and you don't have, those friends can't hang around. But then also, you know, when family tells you, I know, you all grew, we all grew up together. I have a lot of faults and a lot of things that are not right, but glory to God. Thank God. God just works with my faults. God works with all my weaknesses, and he makes me who he wants me to be, and he brings to pass what he wants to do in my life, and all I do is trust him and believe him, and so I want my life to be this adventurous. I want my life to be this full of faith and full of joy. I want what God has for my life. Amen? Because I'm going to reach the dream in my heart. God's placed a dream. God's placed a vision. God's placed a desire. Hallelujah. And I do realize I'm going to get persecuted. I do realize that, uh, you know, you can get ridiculed. But glory to God, I know that I'm not going to have a great testimony unless I have great tests. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being the one that's different. I'm okay with being the one, hallelujah, that walks a different drummer. I'm okay with the little fish that's going the opposite direction while all the other fishes are going the other way. Because I want to receive what God has, and I love what God does. Glory to God. I want to recognize and be that light that God wants me to be. And we have to do it because we have to have the resources. We have to have the strength to help a lost and dying world. Amen? We have to do that. That's the reason that you need to write down. Write down your goals. Write down your desires. Hey, I want to have this. I want to do this. You know, I'm believing for this. I, like I said, I'm believing, you know, uh, in Harvest Bible Church. One of the biggest things I'm believing for is a children's minister. Like, so they can relieve Pastor. I mean, I'm believing for a full-time or a hard-time, somebody who has a God-called heart that loves kids, wants to do it, and wants to be in there because they're precious and they're valuable. Somebody can do it, doesn't get burned out. I don't understand burning out. I don't. 
I know people do. I see that. I, I counsel people all the time, counsel ministers, counsel folks that, that have burned out in their life. Uh, and when I say I don't understand that, I, you know, I, I don't understand it for myself and everything because I've been through so many different things, but I also know how to replenish the supply. I know what it is to, to take hold of God. And uh, I know the joy of teaching kids. I know the joy of teaching youth. I know the joy. I mean, I, I loved every aspect of doing that, and that's why I'm a pastor, because I grew up through the ranks. I mean, I started in ministry in the nursery. And it wasn't being in the nursery for an hour like we do. It's being in the nursery for three and a half hours. Because that was a short service back in the days when I started. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad we've been delivered? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whew. You know. And I got baptized in the children's ministry. It, it, me and one other person with 300 kids. Two for 300 for three and a half hours. You learn how to jump on your head and stand on your toes. You know, you know, you learn how to do all kinds of things. But we, Lord of God, we got those kids saved, filled, healed, and 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 excited for Jesus. You know, God did good things. But and I loved it. I thought, man, this is awesome. I could do this for the rest of my life. And then youth ministry. I loved youth ministry. I loved being an assistant pastor. Man, the best thing in the world is being an assistant pastor. Just to let you know that, man. People like you, and the buck doesn't stop at you. They just hate the pastor, but they can like you. It's awesome, man. It's, it's, that's the greatest role. Who's ever an assistant or being, you know, those are the, that's the greatest. Every, every that, that is like, that's like heaven, you know. And that's the thing about it. If you're called, you don't get to stay there long because <laughs> it's too easy. So you got to go. But the reason I share this because I'm believing. I'm Because for Harvest Bible Church, I'm believing for that because our kids deserve somebody that's really going to pour life into them. Amen. Not that our teachers aren't. Not that Pastor Pamela's given their heart. Not that they're not. We're doing an awesome job. It's just there needs to be somebody with a great vision in that that wants it. I mean, who can take my vision and have it done. Amen. That's my heart. That's our goal. So we want to do that. It means we want to increase. We want to see that because we want to see the, the, the power and the presence of God in their lives. Amen? So just taking time to say, you know, right. So what I want you to do for the next two days, you know, of, uh, well, we've got 30, yeah, two days. The next two days of 2021, just take time to take a little notebook and write it or write it or on your tablet, under notes. Say, this is my goals. These are some of the things I want to see in my life to be changed. Amen? To see God do it. Hallelujah. And see, I, like I said, I, you know, one of the goals, I mean, I was believing God for was, was a, it was a huge goal. I've been believing for 20 some odd years uh, on uh, this one. And, uh, and it just came to pass, you know, that's what, it came to pass this year. And I'm like, Lord, you snuck that in on me. That's good. Just like you snuck the building in on me. I like this. You can keep sneaking in. That's one of the things I said, Lord, you can just keep sneaking things in on me. I don't care. Just keep making things happen. I love it. Amen. Allow God to be God, but watching what he's doing, taking hold of the word of God. We need to do that. We need to. And don't let friends or family or Satan or time stop you from receiving the things of God. Amen? Don't let them do that. Because, and, and then I guarantee him, at the end of 2022, you'll see if Jesus tarries, you're going to say, wow, look what God has done. Look what he's done in my life. 
Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. And Lord, I just thank you for these so sweet folks that are here and those that are watching too. But Lord, thank you. Thank you for allowing me just to share my heart. It's something that's changed my life in writing the vision down, writing down my goals, my dreams, my desires, just saying, Lord, I want this. I desire. And Lord, it's such a joy when you challenge us. Because when you just bring your word, you say, well, if that's true, what do you want to believe for right now? And Lord, thank you that each and every point when you've done that, I would just trust you and you always bring it to pass. Father, I just thank you for that and I love you and praise you. I thank you that the best is yet to come, that 2022 is going to be a supernatural year. It's a year, hallelujah, uh, of the Lord's release in our lives to the things that we have need of and the things that we desire. So Father, that's my heart's cry. Oh, Lord, I thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.